this is Soliloquy, the ramblings of a madwoman with a soothing voice. Gemstones, shiny rocks that are only valuable because we put value on them, made from pressure and heat, compacted, compressed, minerals forced into the form of especially sparkly things, rocks that people have invested so much time and effort searching for, rough cut up hands from digging in the soil, I mean, Big machines can only do so much. You need a keen eye to find the finer details of the sediment. It's a very complicated, very exhausting job. I've read. I have not done this. But, back to on point, rocks that people have invested so much time and effort searching for, ripping them from the dirt-encrusted womb that nurtured them into what they are. You can make them in labs. Diamonds, rubies, emeralds, alexandrite garnets. There are so many varieties, I can't appreciate them all in depth at once. A synthetic diamond can be made in two weeks. The same rock in its natural environment takes millions, billions of years to form, all in just two weeks. But there is one rare stone that we can't mass produce in sterile laboratories. Do you know what it is? Pearls. Even cultured, they can take up to a year to form, sometimes longer. It's a defense mechanism. An antigen gets into an oyster and a sac forms around it. The oyster weeps over this alien thing inside of its shell, coating it in iridescent tears. The human heart is like that. When a person is born, their heart is smooth and round. Just like a pearl, we start out as parasites, growing inside bodies that are not our own. Our host feeds us until we leave their shell. When you think of them, pearls, I mean, do you imagine white spheres, smooth and round like eggs? That's not the case though. Flawlessness like that, that's man-made or a rarity, just like us. Perfection isn't natural. The people who made us are flawed too, so of course, we are a product of those same flaws. When a person is born though, I think their heart is smooth and round. That's not saying it's unblemished or not misshapen, weird. Some of us just come into the world fucked up through no fault of our own. Just an unfortunate shirt by mother nature who wasn't expecting anything other than air. We come out like pearls, <laughs> shit pearls. But smooth, round things are seldom safe in the outside world. Every time a person is hurt, that little thing polished by tears, what if it could make a thorn? Heartbreak, confusion, pain, anger, needles now jutting out to protect itself from those who might do it harm, each one malforming its original shape. No one expects to be cut or pricked by a pearl. No one expects a human heart meant for loving and embracing to injure them. Eventually, life goes on and it gets more and more crowded from its experiences. So many things can change it. You, more iridescent tears to coat the edges so that you don't accidentally injure those who just want to get close. Perhaps no one can soothe you, and it becomes so full you can't see the precious gem beneath it. If that is the case, maybe, just maybe, 
you will have to witness so much pain and suffering that it will become so packed that it will become smooth and round again. I think that's why the kindest people have endured so much. They lived with a pearl full of thorns, and they came out smooth and gentle on the other side. A god amongst us tiny, frail mortals, golden, pristine, glittering, even in the darkest nights and the cloudiest days, if it wasn't for the bitchy commentary while she sat on a throne that had existed many millennia before I was even a twinkle in my father's sack, you'd probably think, what a beautiful work of art, watching mankind from the highest peak, witnessing us build cities in and around the oceans and forests below her gaze, a helmet framing a sharp, angular face, simple yet ornate armor, all the same pigment as her flesh offering the same iridescence as if impossibly carved from a single piece of gold and crystal. Beautiful, if not for her voice. The giantess with cold onyx eyes, the only thing not matching her monochromatic color scheme, her face scowling in disgust whenever acknowledging my presence. Never anything pleasant to say. The odor of you creatures is revolting. I bathe on the daily. And with her being as tall as she was, at least three to four times the height of the tallest man I'd ever met, I'd call bullshit. Even on the off chance I did stink, there's no way the smell could reach her. But you can't exactly call bullshit on something that could probably shatter all your ribs with the flick of their wrist. We don't worship this being. We appease her well. They feared her. I loathed her. But we always served her. That's just the way things had always been. She was here long before us, and I honestly believe she'd be here long after. Never moving, but always vigilant, forever making snarky-ass remarks. Till today. I'm not sure what could be more omnipotent than her, but there must be something. It was as if she heard something I couldn't. Gripping the arms of her seat, she lifted herself. I wonder how long it'd been since her ass left that seat. I'm guessing far too long. Whatever forced something as timeless as her to answer must have revoked its blessing. Out of the two of us, I wonder who was more surprised when the cracks began to form. She broke into large pieces. Fingers and limbs separating from their proper places on her body and falling to the ground. Like leaves. Plating, falling off a body, lacking the proper form to keep it in place. The fracture severing her head from her neck and gravity ignoring her screams and profanity as it rolled from her pedestal and down to the filthy world below. I watched it tumble and bounce until it plummeted into the water, her immortal head bobbing in the surf, gurgling and gasping, rolling around like one of those ten-ton zen fountain marbles bellowing demands to retrieve it when it occasionally broke the surface when it wasn't spitting out salty water and kelp. Even without the incessant yelling, she was easy enough to find. The waves did her the courtesy of removing that pesky helmet, her hair glistening and delicate, comparable to thin strands of cold glass now filthy with seawater. After a bit, I came to the shore. I could see it washing up in the sand. She must have chewed off whatever tresses were washed into her mouth as a feeble attempt to bring attention to her current predicament. Even if she sank to the bottom, 
It's not like death would come for her, so why should I? I mean, she was kind of a cunt before. I'll think it over for a few days. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of Soliloquy, Imperfect Pearls and Imperious Diamonds. If you enjoyed this episode, rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you find podcasts. When the Wind Blows by Kevin McLeod. The Return recreated by Alexander Nicarada. All other sounds from zapsplat.com. Thank you, and we'll see you next time.